RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. Donald Trump becomes the third president of the United States to be impeached. Lawmakers renew calls to boost bus safety following yesterday's crash in Seung Choi that killed six people. And a witness to the signing of the Sino-British Joint Declaration accuses Beijing of turning the agreement on its head. President Trump has been impeached by the US House of Representatives, becoming only the third president to be formally charged. The historic vote split along party lines over charges the 45th president abused his power of his office by enlisting a foreign government to investigate a political rival ahead of the 2020 election. Then a majority of the House approved a second charge that he obstructed Congress in its investigation. The articles of impeachment now go to the Republican-led Senate for trial, where Mr Trump is expected to be acquitted. During the debate, the Republican Congressman Kelly Armstrong accused the Democrats of being prepared to stop at nothing to remove Mr Trump from office. We have no quid pro quo, no bribery, no extortion, no crimes alleged in the articles at all. But don't worry, because we have a brand new 632-page report alleging all kinds of things, some for the very first time. This isn't a somber, solemn process. This is a political drive-by. They just want President Trump gone. President Trump has been addressing a campaign rally in the state of Michigan. He said to supporters cheering him that Democrats were trying to nullify his election win. He repeated that he'd done nothing wrong. The crowd chanted back four more years. By the way, it doesn't really feel like we're being impeached. Do you? <laughs> the country is doing better than ever before. We did nothing wrong. We did nothing wrong. And we have tremendous support in the Republican Party like we've never had before. Nobody's ever had this kind of support. Earlier, the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said he'd be happy to testify in an impeachment trial of of Mr. Trump if it were appropriate and required by law. He had previously refused to cooperate with the impeachment proceedings in the House, objecting to his own staff testifying and ignoring subpoenas for documents. Mr Pompeo is not one of the four White House officials Democrats wish to question in the Senate. Mr Pompeo spoke at a news conference in Washington. I've said a great deal about the impeachment proceeding, uh, and as for my participation, my participation will continue to be precisely that which the law requires. I'm happy to do uh, document productions. I'm happy to testify if that's appropriate and required by law. State Department's done the same thing all the way through. We will continue to do so. Lawmakers have renewed calls to boost bus safety following yesterday's crash in Seung Soi that killed six people. Double-decker swerved off the road and hit trees, which sliced through the upper deck. Two passengers were thrown from the vehicle. Roundtable lawmaker Michael Teen says it should be a legal requirement for such buses to have seatbelts on the upper decks and the government should give more subsidies to bus operators if necessary. Democrat Leung Chuk Ting said buses should be made more crash-resistant. There were so many cases that during the uh, double-deck bus accidents, so many passengers were thrown from the upper deck, and the casualty was too serious. If the bus company could enhance the uh, material of the bus to ensure the safety of the passengers and the drivers, it is worth for the bus companies and the community to invest to enhance the materials. The government is to ask the Kowloon Motor Bus Company to complete risk assessments of all its routes in a year following yesterday's crash. 
Assistant Transport Commissioner Patrick Wong says the government had no such report on the route that cr- the crash bus was on, number 978 between Wan Chai and Fan Ling, although KMB regular reviewed road conditions. As well as the six deaths, 39 people were injured. 13 are in hospital with five in a serious condition. Mr Wong says it's asked KMB for an accident report as soon as possible. He also says 1,100 out of 6,000 buses in Hong Kong are expected to have seatbelts next year. Witness to the signing of the Sino-British Joint Declaration says Beijing has turned the agreement on its head. Today marks the 35th anniversary of the declaration, which guaranteed the principle of one country, two systems. But the founding chairman of the Democratic Party, Martin Lee, says instead of the high degree of autonomy promised to Hong Kong, Beijing now wants comprehensive jurisdiction. On that day, we were happy that Hong Kong would be returned to China, but we keep the same way of life for 50 years. Now, that, that is a very important promise, high degree of autonomy. Now, do you still hear about that? Now the central government wants and claims to have is comprehensive jurisdiction over Hong Kong and Macau. Now, comprehensive jurisdiction is the exact opposite of high degree of autonomy to Hong Kong. That is why they have rewritten, single-handedly, rewritten the joint declaration. In June, a foreign ministry spokesman called the joint declaration an historical document with no realistic meaning, but Beijing later conceded the treaty was legally binding. Meanwhile, in a statement released today, the UK Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab said the undertakings made by China, including the right to freedom of expression, an independent judiciary and the rule of law, were essential to Hong Kong's prosperity and way of life. LegCo committee set up to discuss whether Democratic Party lawmaker Ted Hoy should be censured says it should have its report done by June. It's discussing whether Mr Hoy should be stripped of his seat for snatching a phone from a security bureau officer inside the LegCo chamber last year. His committee chair, Alice Mack. The schedule is quite hectic, but the will works full steam ahead to finish the report before the end of this LegCo year. And our target is to uh, hand in our report before June next year. Pro-government lawmakers have opposed motions calling for LegCo to use its special powers to investigate clashes between police and protesters in Admiralty on June the 12th. The three motions raised by Pandems Andrew Wan, Jeremy Tam and Kwok Ha-Ki also included summoning the police commissioner before the council. But the pro-establishment camp, which has majority, said the police were just stopping rioters from storming LegCo. They accused the Pandems of inciting and tolerating violence and targeting the police with the motions. Business and Professionals Alliance, Alliance's Priscilla Leung says if LegCo were to launch a probe, it should not just focus on one incident. If we set up many committees, we actually do not have enough time and resources from the Secretariat. So if we could focus in one committee, and that committee need to have a convincing role to most of the people in Hong Kong. If we could also put some wordings that the police could accept, the general public that is against the protesters and violence can accept, we could also investigate those incidents as a related event for the overall investigation and it would be the best. The Premier of the Australian state of New South Wales has declared a seven-day state of emergency as bushfires burn out of control around Sydney. From there, his BBC's Phil Mercer. Temperatures in parts of New South Wales are expected to reach 45 degrees. 
as a heat wave bears down on eastern Australia. Firefighters battling a mega blaze near Sydney are expecting more dangerous conditions. A seven-day state of emergency gives fire authorities additional powers to cope with the crisis. Crews in Victoria and Queensland are also on high alert. In South Australia, temperatures are forecast to hit 49 degrees. There have been clashes between Catalan separatists and supporters of the central government in Madrid outside the stadium in Barcelona, where the local football team was facing Real Madrid, is the BBC's Gavin Lee. As two of the biggest names in Spanish football played inside Barcelona Stadium, on the streets outside, thousands of Catalan pro-independence protesters had gathered at each corner of the ground. Whilst the demonstration was mostly peaceful, by the end of the match there were some ugly scenes as small groups of separatist supporters set fire to dustbins, burned Spanish flags and clashed with riot police. Tensions have worsened in Spain's northeast region over the past two months after the jailing of nine Catalan separatist leaders. Protesters here say they will continue their campaign and will target other large public and political events. Thousands of people have been protesting across Poland against proposals to fine or sack judges if they question the government's sweeping programme of changes to the judicial system. Here's the BBC's Adam Easton. People outside Parliament held EU flags and chanted the slogan, Free Courts. They see the proposals, which will make it easier to fine or dismiss judges who oppose the government's changes to the legal system, as a crude way to silence dissent. The European Commission says those changes have politicised Poland's judiciary and undermined its independence. Some Polish judges have begun to question the independence of newly appointed judges selected by the governing party. The government says the new disciplinary measures are needed to prevent anarchy in the legal system. Unusually high temperatures in Moscow have left the Russian capital with rain rather than the customary winter snow, with many residents reminiscing about what they called real winters. Thanks to an atmospheric front from the Atlantic, the temperature on Wednesday night is expected to reach 6 degrees Celsius. The warmest recorded on this night since 1886 and 12 degrees higher than the average for the day. Business News and Fiat Chrysler and PSA Peugeot have agreed on a binding 50-50 merger in a deal worth 50 billion US dollars. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Josephs. With combined annual sales of 8.7 million vehicles, a tie-up between Peugeot and Fiat Chrysler will create the world's fourth biggest car maker. The whole industry is spending billions to develop new technologies such as autonomous vehicles and the electric cars that are growing in popularity because of environmental concerns. But with global demand for cars sluggish, the companies know they can better afford to spend on tomorrow if they work together today. This deal will help Fiat Chrysler overcome its shortcomings in electric technology and give Peugeot a foothold in the US. short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,716. That's 182 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $45 billion. Currencies, US dollars trading at 109.58 yen. Euro stands at 1 US dollar and 11 cents. Pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 19 cents. Sport now and here's Asim Chern. We start with football's Club World Cup in Qatar, where Liverpool are through to the final thanks to an injury time winner from Roberto Firmino. The Brazilians score five minutes after coming off the bench to give the European champions a 2-1 win over the Mexican side Monterrey. Liverpool will face the Brazilian side Flamengo in Saturday's final. 
the Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson plays centre-back after Virgil van Dijk was ruled out with illness. Henderson said his side were made to work for their semi-final win. And it made it very difficult for us, you know. So, yeah, delighted to keep going. I felt we'd, we did control the game. We didn't create too much, to be, to be honest. We controlled a lot with the ball. Um, had a couple of half-decent chances, but thankfully we managed to get one right at the end. No goals were scored in the Spanish El Clasico at the new Camp. It means Barcelona remained top of La Liga on goal difference over Real Madrid. It was the first goalless draw between these two sides in 17 years. In Italy, Juventus have gone three points clear at the top of Serie A following a 2-1 win at Sampdoria. Cristiano Ronaldo scored the winner, picking up his sixth goal in the past five matches. Next to the English League Cup, where Manchester City, Manchester United and Leicester City have joined Aston Villa into the semi-finals. Raheem Sterling scored twice in Manchester City's quarter-final win at third-tier Oxford United. The BBC's John Murray was at the game. Manchester City's bid to win this competition for a third consecutive season continues. Their reaching the semi-finals was never seriously in doubt here. They led 1-0 at half-time through Joao Cancelo's deflected first goal for the club. And while Matty Taylor's fine goal in the first minute of the second half for the League One side made it 1-1, Raheem Sterling shot City back in front within five minutes. Sterling added a second, also from close range, his 18th of the season for City. And spirited though Oxford were, that was enough of a cushion for the whole us to see it through. Manchester United beat fourth-tier Colchester 3-0 and will face local rivals Manchester City in the semi-finals. Leicester City beat Everton on penalties after a 2-2 finish. Leicester will play Aston Villa. In the NBA, the Miami Heat have handed the Philadelphia 76ers their first home defeat this season. Kendrick Nunn scored 26 points to help Miami win 108-104. The Sixers had won 14 straight at home prior to this game. Kyle Lowry recorded a triple-double in Toronto's 112-99 victory in Detroit. The Raptors pulled away by scoring 11 consecutive points in the third quarter. Lowry finished with 20 points, 10 rebounds and 10 assists. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Donald Trump becomes the third president of the United States to be impeached. Lawmakers renew calls to boost bus safety following yesterday's crash in Shanghai that killed six people. And a witness to the signing of the Sino-British Joint Declaration accuses Beijing of turning the agreement on its head. And that's the news from RTHK.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show. I'm Sadia Osmani. My thanks to Phil for the morning brew and on the show today after 1:30 we're having a laugh. I'm going to be joined in the studio by Fung Go 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 from Laughter Yoga and one of her new laughter teachers, Hello Kitty. So get ready to do some exercises, some clapping exercises. Sounds like fun, huh? Well, make sure you stay tuned to try that out. And just after 2pm today, Innocent Matanga is back this week, wanting to squeeze in one more IOF 